Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name is Liv. This is M. M. Say something. So the other day I felt like what it felt like to be a plane. <laughs> Wait, a plane as in like home, home on the range or like, no, like an airplane. Okay, near him. Got it. Yeah, this person was like, can you tell me about my past life? And I was like, I'm in an airplane, but I'm also asking your airplane about the airplane that you were in because you're asking specific what the airplane looks like. And I can feel three propellers on my face. I can't see them. I can just feel <laughs> propellers on my face. And the reason why I know that it's real is because I can't make myself feel four propellers, just three. You're welcome. Have a nice day. <laughs> I also could feel that my corners were rounded instead of pointed. <laughs> very interesting <laughs> i got this new spirit guide his name's sebastian and he's making me feel things and it's interesting have you ever felt a month before because i know what it feels like as if it was a spatial object you're fucking welcome yeah i feel like i have clairsentient emotions associated with each month yeah but it's different when you have an emotion associated to it i have a physical sensation associated to it okay quick quick <laughs> ready what june what does june feel like no the the amount of time yeah of one month okay i can feel it oh but not a specific month in general no i'm sure each month have an, has an emotional feeling but i haven't been told what each month individually feels like uh, in a uh, physical uh. sense you just mean in a time space way yeah you understand what a month of time feels like as if it was a physical object does it feel soft and rounded? No. That plane did, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Today, we are going to be talking about remote viewing as psychic mediums. Because if you're new to this podcast, I'm Liv. This is M. We're psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and fucking comedic geniuses. And this is a metaphysical comedy podcast. It's one of the only things that ever exists in its own sense ever, ever. So laugh while we talk about all things spiritual, paranormal, and in between. Because if you don't, we'll be sad. But we're talking about remote viewing. Because Em and I have done a lot of remote viewing videos. Starting with, did we start with a Sam and Colby video? Mm -hmm. People just really like Sam and Colby. Well, I mean, I don't know if we started remote viewing then. We started remote viewing reaction we videos. Reaction videos. Yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. videos are different than us remote viewing famous haunted locations because we did that first. That is true. Yeah, it started with famous haunted locations. With, though. And then it evolved into reacting to paranormal investigators. But we've learned a lot since then because it started with started from the bottom, now we're here. We're actual paranormal investigations. I'm glad you were I going to. Yeah. <laughs> um now we do our own pers par personal paranormal investigations at a lot of places. So we've gone to the Wilson Castle, which is a podcast and a video. All of these are. We went to the Fairfield Infirmary. We went to a cemetery. That was just fun. We went to the Madison Seminary, which this video is going to come out with. Oh, I figured out where we remote viewed first. It was TikTok. We did TikTok reactions. Oh, that's true. You're welcome. But we've learned a lot since then because I used to think remote viewing was the exact same as going to a physical location. And it's not. Well, okay. I didn't think it was the exact same. I thought that there was going to be differences. Well, I tried to tell you that and you uh, got sassy with me. Well, I knew there was going to be differences, 
because we're yeah. actually putting You're ourselves like, oh, in the physical location. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, but no, it's still different. It's yeah, it's yeah. still different. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today because we actually had Sam and Colby react. It's hard to put into words though. How it's different. You've done it. <laughs> yeah. Also, you should probably say what remote viewing is. I'm going to. Great. It's green ball no energy one... versus purple ball energy. Hard to put into words. <laughs> Disgusting. If you have no idea what we're talking, if you have no idea what we're talking about, I don't know which order the podcast we recorded today are going to go in. We don't know either. It's fine. But uh, purple ball versus green ball. I was the green ball that created existence or helped create the coding for existence and live was the one that helped create the spiritual energy for existence you're welcome and that is specifically tied to fire <laughs> whatever in layman's term m is the engineer i'm the technical liaison so that's why it's funny anyways we're gonna talk the electrician <laughs> we're going to talk about remote viewing and the things that we've learned about it because we had sam and colby actually react to one of our reaction videos reacting to them in one of their reaction videos so it's just a it's, reaction inception it really was and they seemed to scoff at us which kind of hurt my feelings i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Um, because they're like, how can it somebody, could have been worse. they're like, how can these girls like be a thing? Like, oh, we've seen them before, but remote viewing doesn't make sense because how could you well, like know things just, if you're no not there talks about it? Well, no, I know, but I'm still saying it hurt my feelings. But what they were saying in the video, cause that was a lot of chaotic energy. I just want to be friends. <laughs> what they were saying is how are you able to view a haunted location through a screen? And we get that. A lot. Yeah. So let us show you what it is like. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, remote viewing was first defined in 1970-ish. And it is defined as the practice of seeking impressions about a distant or unseen subject purportedly sensing with the mind. Typically, a remote viewer is expected to give information about an object, event, person, or location that is hidden from physical view and separated at some distance, i.e. remote viewing is the alleged paranormal or metaphysical ability to perceive a remote or hidden subject without support of the physical senses. So So basically, my understanding of remote viewing is since we are a collective of energy, we are a part of all energy. It is, we are an aspect of the collective. So because of that, it's like we are the E's in alphabet soup. We can go swim our way to the other side of the soup and see what's going on over there because we're a part of the same soup. Yeah. So because it is aspects of ourselves, we have access to it, but it is different when you're physically there as a physical being versus spiritually poking over there. It's like talking on the phone versus going to someone's house. Yes. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So in a way to extrapolate or break down what M is talking about, because some people might be a little flabbergasted at the thought of that we are bits and pieces of a greater thing. Yeah. (laughs) That we're bits and pieces of the alphabet soup. Yeah. People might be upset by that or flabbergasted. 
You're upset that you're an E part of the alphabet soup. You just got to be able to spell your name, my dude. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard for people. So I have a different way to uh, bring it back to the basics of mediumship and how I was able to hopefully quantify and understand my reported craziness. Because some people think I'm crazy, which I also sometimes think I'm crazy, but not in this way. So this is my small dissertation on how mediumship is theoretically plausible. Emma's heard this so many times. I'm so sorry. Just unplug. Run away. Start thinking about soup. Soup. Good soup. Alphabet soup. What's the difference between a soup and a chowder? Your mom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just can't ask me questions. No. One of them has a creamy base and the other one does not. One is a broth with no <laughs> cow lactate or cheese of a sort. And the other one is, and if you're vegan, you put milk of an almond nut brand. That would be the difference between a chowder and a soup. Exactly, your mom. Your All mom right. is in one of them. <laughs> so everything in the world is energy. Let's talk about that. The frequencies at which particles reside dictate the material state of what those particles are going to be at. So if you all remember solid, liquid, gas, and then if you got fancy with the spices, plasma, those are the states of matter. And what dictates those states of matter is the frequencies at which those particles reside. So energy is always present and creates everything. You're made of energy. Your farts are made of energy. The Coke that M drank is made of energy. Things like that. Your mom is made of energy. The chowder in the soup. The it really is. <laughs> soup in your mom. So... Because we're people and we've been around for a while, we've figured out ways to understand energy. And one of the things that we use to understand energy is called the third law or the three laws of thermodynamics. If you ever heard of entropy, things like that, those three laws help define and understand how energy works and exists within our universe. So the third law of thermodynamics specifically talks about how energy is neither created nor destroyed within our plane of existence. It is just converted from one form to the next. So the way I like to explain this, because I'm a hippy-dippy tree lover, is with trees. Trees grow from energy in the soil. They grow leaves using the energy from the soil to make leaves. Those leaves that were grown from the energy in the soil now use energy from the sun to convert using photosynthesis light into sugars for the tree, which is another source of energy. But once those tree leaves die, they fall back down to the, the ground, and what do they become? Dirt. That energy was not increasing nor decreasing. It was just converted from one state to another. That is it. Now, most people in the scientific community like to say, that's it. You're kaput. Energy is only dictated by physicality because that is what well, we can scientifically quantify. Scientists like to use the three laws in order to invalidate the idea of mediumship and spirits because they think that when you die you become you go into entropy you become randomness yeah so they think because you're separated little bits of things you couldn't be a conscious being anymore but i don't think that we're separated little bits and pieces we go into something yeah we get evaporated taken into the dirt yeah 
Yeah, scientists are like, well, you can't have a conscious energy if you're evaporated into existence. <laughs> exactly. So this is where Olivia in freshman year of college was like, that doesn't explain my existence. I'm going to extrapolate on that a little bit. And a lot of and then good- it got angry. <laughs> and then it got angry. Well, no, a lot of things in science started with plausibilities and theories. So just because it isn't proven doesn't mean that it doesn't have some sort of ideas and science scientific backing behind it. It's just that we can't prove it necessarily in a quantifiable or a way in which we can count it. So I like to believe that separate from a lot of my modern scientists is that I agree with the third law of thermodynamics. That is something that is a part of our existence. It's a law. It is what it is. And you can't really break it. We have to follow it no matter what. But our body's energy is separate from our soul's energy. So we're not just our body and turn into dirt and tree food. We also have a soul. So if the third law of thermodynamics holds true, then what happens to our soul energy? It has to fucking go somewhere. And that is going to be dictated at the frequency at which the particles of our soul or spirit reside. That's how I am able to theoretically think about how souls exist and how Em and I would be able to talk to them, I guess, and how they're just there. So for whatever reason, soul energy exists at a different frequency that people can't see. But a lot of people are going to be like, that's a load of malarkey, which I could understand. But it's okay that you can't see something because there's a lot of forms of energy that people can't see well, we know about, and we also fucking created. So two of those forms of energy are Bluetooth and radio frequencies. Those are unseen forms of energy that travel through the air at certain specific frequencies and are uptaken by a physical media or medium and converted into communication. That is literally what Em and I do. We just talk to soul, spirit, soul frequencies, spiritual frequencies, and are able to in in what is it intercept interpret. intercept and interpret it so that's how that's able to happen well we're a part of the same consciousness because spirit is consciousness which is why we technically manifest physicality is through consciousness so because we all share the same consciousness that's why you're able to communicate with other conscious beings Trees and plants and pets is what she's talking about. <laughs> well, I'm talking about humans, objects, everything. Yeah. Everything is a part of the same consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're able to talk to souls because they are aspects of us and we are aspects of them. They emit a certain frequency. Separation is an illusion. Yeah. But again, that's a lot of, that's a lot for people to, to like think about. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's why I'm explaining it. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are on that level, get jiggy with it. Well, that's why I think everyone has access to it. Ah, because we're the same consciousness. Why wouldn't you have? Why would you separate yourself randomly to not have access to the collective conscious? So that is how heaven or spirit is a thing. It's not a physical place, but a state of energetic existence. Got it. Cool. Yeah. trolls in background so i wanted to talk about do we see energy yes and no but we have many ways of quantifying it regardless that's the bluetooth and radio frequencies so is it entirely scientifically 
preposterous to say that it's possible. I don't think so. I'm sure there's other people that would like take it to the grave and like argue their whole life. That being able to talk to spiritual frequencies or intercept and communicate with them would be possible. There's a lot of people that'd be like, that's absolutely crazy, but we have Bluetooth. So Mm -hmm. I don't, why would you think an inanimate object that you've programmed to understand and intercept these frequencies is more conscious or capable than a human being? Because it's physical. It's electric. Sorry. (laughs) Still physical. Yeah, but our brain has electric has electromagnetic frequencies or electric frequencies currents physical. running through it. They're physical. Yeah. That's why they can understand the difference. It's because it's physical. I don't know. I don't see how... Having a spirit control energy is... You have to believe that a spirit can exist because it's not physical. Yeah, but people in the 1930s didn't think that light bulbs would be a thing. So... Well, that's different because it didn't physically exist. <laughs> Yeah, but then when it did, people are still like, that's witchcraft. There's a lot of people that think that it's magic. Okay. Anyways. I mean. (laughs) There's a difference between physical and spiritual, and that's why people see it that way. But you're just using something physical to explain something spiritual. Yes. Yep. So that people can try and understand it. Yep. I'm just telling you why they wouldn't. Yeah, no, and I understand I understand why they wouldn't, but I'm also like, this is what we have to compare it to, and that's yeah. not preposterous. So why is it so preposterous that this could be plausible? Because it's not physical. I, I get it. <laughs> There's your answer. I get it. It just autistic brain was here's the answer to the question you're asking. Makes I me know annoyed. <laughs> All right. So now a lot of people ask how if we're just pretty radios that communicate with spiritual frequencies, how are we able to do this? Like what goes very carefully, (laughs) very carefully. Cause if you, if you hit the floor, the floor is lava and then you're dead. That's not how that works. What? I've been doing mediumship wrong. (laughs) I never have my feet touch the ground when I'm channeling spirits. It's how I spiritually protect myself because the floor is lava. You start floating. I do. Can you teach me how to do that? Just start. Jesus. Make it seem like you're floating <laughs> by touching the microphone. <laughs> okay, so how is it that souls communicate with us through spiritual frequencies? So very similar to energetic frequencies or electricity, electrical impulses, things like that. There has to be some sort of stimuli that moves the certain buttons and pushes them. So those certain buttons, but, 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 uh, buttons like a computer when you push the d button there's certain things that move in the computer to say that that is a d button you know what i'm saying it's if this one is activated type d if then statements wait what is that holy spirit activate jesus christ (laughs) that tiktok no (laughs) (laughs) anyways so these buttons that soul frequencies whatever will push inside of us physically is what's called your six clairs or your six psychic abilities, which is funny. The sixth sense. No, I like that one better. Okay. We'll, we'll go with it. Um, the sixth sense, whatever are synonymous to our physical senses. So, you know, you have see, touch, taste, hear, smell, right? And then the sixth one is called claircognizance. And I like to relate it to our physical 
ability of having instinct. Like you don't know why, you know, there's a raccoon underneath your porch, but you just know that if you walk down those stairs, you're going to get your ankles bit off. So you're just going to go back in the house and slowly figure out some other way to go to the store, something like that. So we have our six psychic senses or your clairs that are synonymous to our physical senses. Now, the way this works is imagine an old timey operator lady who has the big giant switchboard. The souls and spirits around you are going to be the ones that are like, oh, she has claircognizance. I'm going to take my energy. I'm going to push it in the, the claircognizance area. And then that's how she's going to get the information that this is what I'm trying to give to her. So it's like the souls or the spirits are the switchboard lady and the energy is moved through them to push the different clairs that you have to send specific information to relay messages. Does that make sense, Em? Sure. Because <laughs> a lot of people will be like, how do you know these things? And it's, I just, I don't just know them. The soul or an animal or a person or a thing, whatever I'm talking to or communicating with or channeling their energy is what's going to push the correct button to give me information to interpret and then convey to you as a message. Whether that's through clairvoyance, which is seeing, clairsentience, which is feeling, clairaudience, which is hearing, smelling, tasting, whatever. That's how they communicate with us, which is very similar to any other type of electric thing. You send a signal through it, it elicits a response, depending on what signal button you push, and you get an answer out of it. Literally the same way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So all in all, souls are just pushing our psychic buttons to make a connection. And all we're doing is interpreting energy, past, present, and future. The fact that we're interpreting energy from past, present, and future is important, but we'll get back to it because it has a lot to do with frequency or lines of frequency, which I think is something you're going to find interesting. So I wrote, how does our remote viewing work when we're doing such things as paranormal reaction videos? So if we're just interacting or intercepting energy that is present at the time the video is filmed, how is it that we're able to remote view things? So we are energetic conduits of spiritual energies. Souls do not have to physically travel to us. We're just interpreting the energy of the people and entities of that video specifically. And I used to think that was different. I used to think that we were interpreting the energy of the place as a whole, almost like it was we're doing both currently happening. Oh, I don't know what you're saying anymore. Because like the place can talk about things mm-hmm. and the souls can talk about things and the people there, their energy can talk about things. Yeah, but we also have to remember, and this is something that I didn't understand, that we're also interpreting the energy of the people or the paranormal investigators that are there and how their energy is affecting the place yep. that they're at. I didn't think about that. We've talked about certain places that we've visited or reacted to in separate videos. And I thought that the entities that people perceived at these locations would be there when we physically got there. And that's not the case because those entities are talking to those souls and they're not like the, those souls or entities are interacting with the people that are there in the video. But when we go there, that's different because those souls that may or may not be there are interacting with our energy, which can completely change the reality of the investigation itself versus what we're reacting to and what actually happened when we went there. 
Yeah, so like the Bel Air house, the Bel Air house is very haunted for a lot of other people. They say it's like the fourth haunted house in the U.S. or something like that. But you have to be on the right frequency of energy to interact with the certain things that are there. So if you are not on that energy frequency, then you aren't able to perceive those specific things. And each person is going to be on a different frequency. Yes. So because of that, when you go there, you're going to attract those certain things that are similar to your energy. So if you're scared, you're going to go to a haunted place and scared things are going to come to you. If you're not scared, you're putting yourself on a different frequency. Because every time we go to these places, the souls talk about how the dark things don't affect them because they're on different frequencies. It's like they're on different planes of existence. So they don't have to deal with the dark energies unless they choose to move their frequency into that direction. But why would they want to do that? Yeah. So we can talk to the same things that are there when we go there, but we have to be on the like the right radio station, like the right frequency in order to communicate with those specific things. But I think a lot of times people that go there put out a certain energy. It's yes. not even that they're on an energy. They yes. emit something. And that's what brings things in to exactly. the place that wouldn't normally even be there. Yeah. It makes me well, annoyed though. It depends on the place. <laughs> because you also have to understand that the place itself allows for certain activity. That is true. Because in my house, my house is very, these are the rules. Mm-hmm. So I don't get a lot of activity in my house. But there are still things that can manipulate it. If you go to the Bel Air house, there's not a lot of energy there. It's hard for them to do things, so it needs to get it from somewhere else. If you go to, like, the Conjuring house, the Conjuring house is a huge conduit of energy. So more things can be attracted to the place because there's energy for them to manifest things in the house. Whether you're there or not. (laughs) So, like, when we did the reaction video and that duty head was there, it's not necessarily that it's associated to the location, He's just coming around because of the energy that's there. He's being attracted to the place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yeah. And choosing who he can interact with because they're on the same energy that he's looking for. (laughs) Yeah. It's like uh, witches use the word wards. They're only allowed to do things if they're on the right frequency and if they can go around frequencies surrounding the house. Yeah. But that blew my mind. This was like a giant spiritual spanking for me recently because I thought that what we saw in the videos and what we reacted to in the videos are the things that are going to be there when we go to the haunted locations. And that's not true because it's different depending on the people that are there. So we're reacting to things that are, we're reacting to the energy of the house and the spirits and souls that are there now. But when it comes to, the things that we're reacting to in the video too, we're also reacting to the past things that happened in that video. Yeah. I thought it was all just present things, but that's past, present, all. Like, past, yeah. present. I didn't know that. Because <laughs> one of my big things is, as a medium, you are able to see past, present, and future. So mm-hmm. we're. I thought we were only reacting to the present things there, but it's not. It's past things that were presently happening when they recorded that video but that doesn't mean that when we go there tomorrow it's going to be the same thing because that's the future i didn't (laughs) think about that it blew my freaking mind so personally investigating haunted locations has changed my perspective for example the madison seminary 
Also, the Lizzie Borden video where the soul of the man named Lenny came through. I did not think that when we did that haunted location that that was going to be <laughs> what happened. And we haven't reacted to anybody's reaction. Have we reacted to someone's reaction video of the Lizzie Borden house or no? Nope. Okay. I don't even kind of want to. It's really interesting. I watched a uh, Sam and Colby video on it. Uh, Amanda's there and they were reacting or they were seeing like a weird, dark, like shapeshifter man dude. Uh-huh. And that was when amanda a could see it and she literally took the emf reader and followed it around the house and it was going off where this thing was interesting it was pretty cool it had nothing to do with the stuff that we like talked about yeah obviously because we were talking about the case yeah but literally we were supposed to do that because we don't do true crime things because it's weird but that man literally followed me around for like three days and i was like i don't know who you are and i can't talk to you because you're scary (laughs) because you're a dude I feel like he's one of the people that orchestrated it. Yeah, 100%. In essence of him. Yeah. Yeah, because the reason why we did it is because I knew nothing about it. That's so weird. But I like I just I, chose it because everybody talks about it. So I had no idea that it was like that. Literally yeah. zero idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was manipulated by that dude. <laughs> I get it. Which is interesting. He wants me to say I wasn't manipulated by him. I was manipulated by other things. You No, you were manipulated by a higher source. Yeah. Because... His story, he doesn't want people to know, but what needed to be known was so that Lenny could cross over Mm -hmm. and that's what you were being manipulated by. (laughs) Fucking wild. Mm -hmm. Also, the Conjuring House uh, was super weird for us because I thought the things that Sam and Colby perceived when they were there with Amanda were going to be the same things we perceived and that is not the case because their energy is way different than ours and we might make a podcast about the Conjuring House too, but like... The energy there is just not. So are we talking about it? Normal. Why the fuck not? The conjuring <laughs> house literally reflects your traumas to you. So when you react to videos of other people in the conjuring house, you will see things associated to them that are going to help them deal with their traumas. It is literally a sounding board. Like I talk about black spirit guides. That is a black spirit guide manifested into a place. Because literally when we were there, there was a little boy standing in front of Russell telling me about his trauma. (laughs) That does not happen when we go to ghost hunting locations. Yeah. We'll make a separate video about it because it's a lot. That's why it's like different. Mm -hmm. And that's why we were getting the things that were associated to them when we were reacting to the video itself. Yeah. So I was much more scared about going to the Conjuring house because... Sam and Colby's energy is different when they do paranormal investigations. They're very much like into the scary spoopy things sometimes more so I feel like. They have a lot of solid things that protect them. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to their spirit guides a couple times during videos and stuff too. So it doesn't surprise me. But I was very nervous about going there because I was like, this, this we're gonna be seeing the same things they did not at all country house was not as scary as i thought it was i thought it was supposed to be so it was a giant weird learning curve for me so i've learned that we were reacting to and interpreting the past energies of the haunted location and the present energies of the people there too so when i thought our reaction videos were remote viewing past energies of current people and places What we were actually doing is interpreting past energies of past people and places. So it's a double past reading. (laughs) So not actually, not current. The the people in the house were the uh, 
the needle on the radio determining what frequency they wanted to be on or what station they wanted to listen to. That's true. That's yeah. what was happening. That's the best way I can explain it to people. Yeah. So we get an energy or essence of the house and the things that are there, but it's all jumbled with the past interactions with the yeah. paranormal investigators. But it's determined by the people that are there yeah. experiencing it. Which I didn't think about yeah. at all. Well, that's why we talk about the people in there and their spirit guides. Mm. Because obviously they're the ones that are bringing it there or like affecting the frequencies of the place. Correct. So this is why our experiences when actually traveling to a haunted location to investigate it our, ourselves can be entirely different than the things that we reacted to. Because we're not just reacting to those places, which is what I thought we originally were doing. Yeah, we're putting the place on a certain radio station. Tied to the people that are investigating it. Tied to us. Oh, well, we when there. we're there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it changes. Why we're, not, we're usually not on a lower station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> it was just crazy. I didn't think that that's how it worked. So doing paranormal reaction videos is like a double reaction video. We're reacting to the energy of a place and the energies of the people who are there. The people there are like the amp or watt of energy in relation to the spirits or energies already there. So, for example, those people are putting a different fuse, the paranormal investigators, into the electrical box of the haunted location or the souls that are there to change the output of the circuitry, which is what you get as paranormal evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change the radio station. It's so weird to me. I never thought about that. That's why the house allows it. Because I was like, why why can't I have activity in my house? And it's because my house doesn't have the physical energy for it. Mm-hmm. My house was telling me this. <laughs> Your house is also a Virgo, so they're very organized. Well, yeah. Because we went to a haunted location. And I was like, well, why don't you work in my house, you little shit? And it was basically like um, my house was telling me I wouldn't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. You also wouldn't want me to allow that to happen because you do a lot of fucking dumb shit in here. <laughs> um, but when we go to haunted places, because there's so much poltergeisty energy, it's like, okay, when we go to haunted locations, I usually perceive the manifestation of each room as a like personified being. So when we went to Franklin Castle in the Madison Seminary, I was seeing these like shadow figures and the shadow figures are representations of things in the house or manifestations of the house. So those things were talking to me and telling me that they are the reason why souls have the ability to do paranormal activity because in order for paranormal activity to happen is A, a soul needs to manifest it. However, manifestations in the spirit realm happen immediately because there's no physical barrier in order for them to like cross. So when we talk to them, they can manifest like beautiful parks that they're in or like whatever the hell they're doing, whatever they want to do. But when they want things to happen here, like if they wanted to slam a door, for example, they need a physical energy to have that manifestation come true. And it happens slower So when we went to the Madison Seminary, there was a soul there that wanted the door to be closed and it was telling Liv, I don't want people in here. And Liv started saying that. And then the door started shutting while we were walking through it. And everyone was like, was that us or was that the soul? Was that us or was that the soul? So I started talking to another soul, like a doctor or someone that worked there. And they were describing that 
The soul needed physical energy in order for the door to close. However, it happened in both reasons. We helped the door close because we were the physical energy that they were using to manifest the door closing. So the house itself needs that physical energy in order to be haunted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's cool. It is cool. <laughs> so the these are ways that this would influence reaction video info versus real-time investigations that we do. Are we going to tell people what our ghost hunting team is called? I want to make t-shirts. Let's do it when I make t-shirts. Okay. Because then it'll be on t-shirts and then they'll be copying us. <laughs> so ways in which this would influence reaction videos versus our real-time investigations that we do. Dark entities. The dark entities that are present in some of the videos that we react to are not going to be present when for example, if you even were to go there as the listener, as the viewer. But what's cool that uh, Fairfield place? Yeah. That me thing was there. And then when Sam and Colby went there, that me thing was still there. Yeah, that, but that's something that. But is that manifestation tied to the place? Yes. That's cool. That's why we were talking to it. Yeah, I don't that, think we manifest. That did not. I, people we were don't in the manifest comments. manifest things though. That's Pe what I'm saying. People were in the comments saying that place was scarier than the conjuring basement. And it <laughs> yeah. kind of fucking was. Oh, for because sure. I was now like, that we went to the. How are uh -huh. we talking to a dark entity? This is not normal. We normally like put in walls so that that doesn't happen because it, it's hard to talk to dark entities because they're like, ah, and you're like, okay, you can and you answer my question now. And they're like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, whereas when we were at the Conjuring House, it was easier to sort of get rid of any sort of dark manifestations that were trying to happen because the Conjuring House shows you things that you're scared of that will help you overcome it. But again, it sort of kind of is hard for you because things like that are hard. But that thing, that thing is very much its own sort of sentient, weird-ass thing, and I'm not about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was tied to it because I was physically seeing it, and I don't normally physically see dark things. Yeah. I think that's also why I was able to keep my cool a little bit better, though, because it was so It wasn't solid. meant for you. Well, I don't think it was really meant for... Like, it wasn't meant to, to scare you. Yeah, I was just there talking to it. Yeah. Yeah, just like I would a human soul, which is why Anthony was shitting his fucking pants <laughs> behind me, and I was like, listen, everything's fine. It's just a scary man. It's fine. Because if you were manifesting a soul there, it would be catered to your fear. Mm -hmm. which is why it wasn't as scary for you i was just physically seeing things and i was like holy shit dude <laughs> yeah that thing is of its own of its own entity yeah for sure it was really interesting editing that video <laughs> i was like holy shit how did he do that i didn't know dark things had like the ability to hold a conversation <laughs> So these dark entities help teach people lessons and manipulate their surroundings physically and metaphysically to evoke energy from them that these dark entities need in order to exist. And it's easier to do that at a haunted location because the haunted location has physical energy that can be used to cause the paranormal activity from the dark things, which is why people tie it to the location. Correct. But it's not necessarily tied to the location. Like we've talked about, it's tied to the people. I also think there are dark things that are tied to the location that light up when you go there. Oh, for sure. But it depends on the radio frequency that you want to go to. So, But that's what these, quote, tailor-made paranormal experiences are that we're reacting yep. to that I thought were the places, but it's not. It's the people. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't let you do just a huge yeah, no. fucking mind blown, my guy. I was um put off when we went to locations because they can physically do things. And it's because of the energy of the place, which is why the manifestations of the rooms were telling me that. Ah. But like I understood that I was that it is determined by them. Mm-hmm. So here's another way uh, that yeah. these reaction things would influence the videos versus our actual investigations. Mm-hmm. So human souls or people wouldn't rec- we wouldn't recognize sometimes because the energy is clouded or set to a different amp or frequency. So that's the frequency you attract and receive information for. So the human souls that are present at these locations, I feel like a lot of times the paranormal investigators miss because they're not giving the correct frequency to talk to the human souls. Or they're they just an not... expectation of what they're going to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> They've turned the fre- the radio station to dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, I'm talking to little Jimmy. And then Em and it's I are like... because of the stories. You're not talking to little Jimmy. You're talking to something that wants you to think it's little Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the stories. Because they go in and know the stories. So they're like, you're a dark thing. Yeah, or there's actual children and people are like, you're a dark thing. It's like, no, there's actually a child. (laughs) Yeah, because they're telling me about the devil's rocking chair because when we reacted to that, we didn't know what was associated to that chair, but they knew what they were talking to before they started. So that's why they were specifically calling it to the chair because they knew what they were talking about. Ah. Yeah, that's why they're using it to explain to me. Mm. So they, they have an expectation of what they're going to talk to based on the research that they have. And a lot of people like to fear monger places. Mm-hmm. So they have, that's what they talk to. They talk to the dark things that they think they're going to talk to. <laughs> the Bel Air house. Perfect example. Yeah. Fear mongering the place. And when we went there, I was like, there's a lot of human souls here, but not really much else. I mean, it's creepy, but it's trying to be creepy, but I'm just going to ignore the creepy and try to talk to the human souls. So it was very like, dead <laughs> but <Ba-da-tsh. laughs> yeah <laughs> so human souls exist on different energetic frequencies compared mm-hmm. to lower vibrational frequencies so a lot of times when i'm talking to human souls and they talk about things that are happening or have happened a lot of times clients or people i'm talking to are like flabbergasted they're like well how do they know those things because not only do they exist outside of time but they also exist on a higher frequency so one of the ways that they like souls like me to explain how they perceive things is imagine you're standing on a little tiny piece of paper like on a road that's you now imagine where a street lamp is and how it comes off at an angle and the light shines down that's kind of where spirits and human souls see you from. They exist on a higher frequency or plane of existence. So they see things from more of a top view. So they don't necessarily need to be in our plane of existence. But if they do choose to be here, they still exist like a state of matter at a higher frequency. So dark things exist at a lower frequency. Human souls exist at a higher frequency. So if you're in a parallel investigation, parallel universes, we live on the same planet. Yes. The planet is the set for the different movies. Yeah. One of them is a horror movie. (laughs) One of them is not a horror movie. But a lot of times the paranormal investigators will pick up on the horror movie set. Yeah. Instead of the human souls because they exist at different frequencies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wanted you to explain the light or color theory of spiritual existence because that helps people explain (laughs) how frequencies exist you're talking about the parallel universe stuff 
when I'm talking about like dark things, dark things exist at a lower frequency, well, yeah. like red light, whereas mm-hmm. human souls exist at a higher frequency, like white light. So if you were to look at them on a spectrum, vibrationally speaking, red light is at the bottom of the frequency, whereas white light is at the top of the frequency. So if you're attuned to the lower frequency of whatever existence or light, that is the information you're going to get it from. Yeah. You got to be on the right radio station, my dude. Correct. So lessons learned. (laughs) Haunted reaction videos we do are not a good indicator of the current paranormal state of a location because it can be very influenced by the people who are investigating it in the video. Well, you wouldn't be able to do that regardless. What do you mean? If we go there, we put it on a radio station regardless. What do you mean? Our reaction videos, though, aren't a good indicator of the current state of the paranormal But there isn't a current state necessarily. Well, it's whether people are there or not. That's what I'm saying. That's the variable. So if one person goes there, it's going to be different for everybody. Well, yeah, you make it sound like if we went there... That's like the accurate hauntings that are happening, but it's just determined by our energy being there. There isn't a current state of hauntings for that place. It's just based upon what radio station you want to see because each place has history and time woven into it. So you get to choose which time frame that you're on or which frequency of energy you want to be on. Yeah. I just don't want people to think that because like I used to think that when we reacted to the conjuring videos with Sam and Colby, that when we went there, that it was is what it was going to be like. But even though we went there, it's not what it's like. So I want people to understand that in our reaction videos, we are reacting to not only the place, but the people that are in there at that point in time in the past, technically, and their experience, not what it would be like if you were to physically go there right now. Because that yeah, would be very different. but it's different. also going to be different if you went there versus us going there. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah. I just don't want you to make it seem like our experience going there is what's accurately happening as a haunting because that's not true. No, it's whoever's going there. I just don't want people to think that what we said in the reaction video is an accurate representation of the current place because you could go there and it'll be different. Just like when we went there, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. (laughs) So our reaction videos are not just us telling you about the paranormal activity of a place, but the paranormal paranormal activity certain investigators can evoke from a location with their energies as well that is what i have on remote viewing and what i've learned about it (laughs) how it works how it's possible and how it changes depending on our reaction videos versus people actually going there or us actually going there Mm -hmm. you got anything to say about that chanchito you gotta be on the right radio station (laughs) we should try to change our radio station you know i think my spirit guides are like, you do that, doesn't work, does it? I was like, I hate you. I hate you. They're like, you all have to be on the same page. That's why you try to do solo missions so you can get on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I also want to thank, what did I want to say? I don't remember. Thank you to our patrons, the people that want to join Patreon. You can do so by looking at the show notes. We have videos on the YouTube. Em and I offer readings. My availability for personal readings is variable, but I do email readings now. So if you're interested in that, go there. M has readings. She's a fabulous psychic medium and she does tarot cards. So if you're interested in tarot cards, I do more than tarot gifts, cards. You do spiritual gifts. <laughs> you do spirit guides. <laughs> Siri likes to do that every once in a while and scare the shit out of us. <laughs> 
Well, you have Siri on in all of your devices. On every single device. And if I She's ask one of them. How are we going true. to destroy the world? The government is listening. I hope so. Give them something to think about. I mean, we're posting about. this on the internet. It's very true. Are they... You heard nothing, internet, government. <laughs> Stop listening to, to us through Siri. Long story short, we appreciate your support. M has lots of readings. I have lots of readings. If you're interested, please go on to our website. There'll be a link in the show notes. If you want to become a patron, there's also a link in the show notes. We do fun things like mediumship circles where we help you talk about and embrace your mediumship abilities. And that's a part of Patreon. If you don't have the ability to be a Patreon, that's okay too, because we fucking love you. And we appreciate any type of support that you can give to us, whether it's just listening in your ear holes, watching with your eye hole holes, or just existing with us. It's a good time. If you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify, which I guess is a thing now, please do so. But if you leave us a dad joke on Apple Podcasts, we're going to feature you. Or if you're on our Patreon, since we ran out of dad jokes on the podcast, we'll tell you about our dad jokes on Patreon. And one of those... I think I told it at the Conjuring House when I was feeling really uncomfortable in the kitchen and the lady was making us smell strawberry shortcake. I think Brandy sent me this one, but I could be wrong. It could be someone else. It might have been someone else. But they said, my friend had a exorcism, but they couldn't pay for it. So they got repossessed. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, another one for you. Shoot. I have a pet tree. It's like a pet dog. But the bark is quieter. Jesus. You're welcome. That was from Brandy as well. <laughs> I she likes to put it. jokes up there and then Riker yells at her because they're punny. They are punny. And they make us cease to exist. All right. We are you meta sa kicks. <laughs> was that the sound of your plane going down? No, that was my haunting the house. Oh, okay. Some ghost sounds. Got it. Are you scared of my ghostly mom? <laughs> I fear some ghostly sounds. I like how you waited the entire time for that. Well, yeah, I don't want to be rude. <laughs>